What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode one of How to Struggle as an Entrepreneur. And on today's episode, I have Mr. Mr. Mark with a Q. Mark, Mark, Mr. Mark with a Q. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm excited. I'm glad to be on episode one. Yes, yes. I'm excited to have you. So when did we, we met on set, right? What was it? Ruthless. It was. Okay, 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 okay. For some reason, I thought it was another project before that, but it was Ruthless. That was was a fun day. It was a fun experience. And it's funny because I had forgot that's how we met until I think the last time I saw you. Mm -hmm. I was talking about you a couple days. And I was like, you know, now that I think about it. And that was a a long set day. Yeah. Like, we were there like, for a <laughs> <laughs> it was we there for like most. It was it was a multiple day shoot, right? I was there for like two weeks. I was there every day for like two weeks. Oh shit! Oh, okay, yeah. I think I was only there for like two. Yeah, I think like two days. But um, yeah. The day that I met you, that was a that was woof, that was a long day. So how's everything? How's everything going on with you? I know you just finished wrapping up your project that you sent to me, which looks yes. amazing. Thank you. Yes, like I'm, I'm working between that and you know doing the, uh, the reality show and uh, my apparel line. I'm, I'm working on a lot of stuff. Okay. Now, um, I, I'm definitely gonna get into the reality show because I got some questions about okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we know, and um, well. I know y'all listening, y'all won't be able to see me, but if you see me look down, it's because I got my notes right now. I usually put it on my screen, but uh, there's a story behind that. But anyways, so as, well, some of you guys don't know, but Mr. Mark with a Q is a man of many talents, actor, producer, writer, director, uh, entrepreneur. Yes. You got your uh, your brand. Um, but first, how do you manage... How the hell do you manage all of that? Um, that's crazy. I, I I can't. I'm good with answering questions, and I don't even say um. That's all I can say is um. Because it's you don't um, even know how you do it. You just you you're doing it. I look at myself crazy sometimes, and you want to know the craziest part? I get on myself because sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough, as if I'm not already doing enough. You know? Mm-hmm. You feel like you should be doing more? Yeah, it's a struggle sometimes. No, I feel like I go through that literally, like, all the time. And sometimes when I go through that, I have to, like, take a step back and be like, well, I did a lot. You know? <laughs> I ain't been sitting around like, I did a lot. Okay, so um, now with, you know, the many different ventures that you have going on, how do you prioritize your businesses and your ventures in order of importance, if that makes sense? So I think with me overall, one, I don't work on anything that I don't feel connected to. So that's how I can judge the importance. The stuff that I'm like really, really tied with, or I feel like a big connection with, because um, you know, everything I do, I do myself. I edit, I produce, I direct. I, so when I'm working on my projects, generally it's because I have a connection with it. So. I don't know how to, I think that's the best way I can describe it. Whatever I'm really, really um, connected with at that time, that's what I prioritize. That's what's number one on my list. 
okay, okay, that makes sense. Now, I'm going to go a little off track just real quick because I do want to know, because I have this conversation with people all the time, and knowing that you are you know, also a filmmaker, I want to know your opinion. Why do you think that... Uh, how do I word this? When it comes to the bigger black uh, creators, you know, um, writers, producers, directors, all that, why do you think we don't have more sci-fi? What Werewolves, vampires, witches. It's, it's, it's a constant kind of like... Um, recreation of black trauma which i get you know we want to tell our stories and now you know being on bigger platforms and having opportunities that we didn't have back in the day but it's like why why do why do you why do you think there's a lack of that um i can't speak for why it's a lack because i definitely feel like Growing up, just to be real with you, that was my thing. I love sci-fi. I love watching the sci-fi channel. Mm-hmm. So, me personally, my goal as a filmmaker is to actually, um, I want to create every type of, uh, create a project for every type of genre. Day, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. somebody asked me a couple weeks ago, I was like showing them my, because my YouTube channel is like my portfolio. So, I'm like, you know, if you want to know what I do, you can see my short films, you can see my corporate, everything on my YouTube channel. So and it's a great YouTube channel. And they thank you. <laughs> and they asked me, they were like, um, I said everything is on there. Oh, well do you have sci fi? And I said, hmm, you know, I don't. But I said, You aren't the first, like that's definitely been an idea in my mind. So don't think just because it's not on there, it's it's not in my life. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So everybody, you know, overall, but I know me personally it's definitely something I want to include because it is a lack of Mm-hmm. And it was uh, refreshing for you know Jordan Peele and his uh, what he do. Um, it was us, and then he did Lovecraft Country, which mm-hmm. is good. But you know, still not us, but Lovecraft Country being tied into like kind of like the older racism back in the day. It's like, ugh, yeah. but yeah, no, I agree. But that would be cool if you worked on that. That would be like amazing. Okay, I'm a horror fanatic. Like horror, that's my. That's my God. I love horror movies. So, and I think that's the closest thing to, you know, sci-fi in a sense. But that what you know, what people are doing kind of like more recently. But mm-hmm. I see a lot more sci-fi. Yeah. That'll make you stand out like a lot because there's not many people doing it, or at least that I know of. Um, now, now back to you. So have you, because I know this is like a constant battle when it comes to entrepreneurs should I work my nine to five? Should I not work my nine to five? Do you still have your regular or traditional nine to five while working on your venture, or you would just like no? No. Uh, when I first launched my business, um, the first year that was twenty nineteen. I got my LLC. I want to say December twenty eighth of twenty eighteen. Put the stuff in the mail. I got it January the second. So. That's when I, I kind of say 2019 is when I launched my company. Um, I wasn't working for most of that year, and then I got bored, coincidentally, and was like, you know, I want to go back to work and just, and then that turned into 
my life, you know? <laughs> I just kind of got out of that that cult, as I like to call it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm blessed to say that yeah, I don't I don't have I don't work a nine to five. Was it hard making that decision? Yes. Yeah. The first time around, no. I said I wanted to stop working for focus on my business. It was I think it was kind of like put on me in a sense. But mm-hmm. the second round when I was Oh, I think I might have cried. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I like to ask other entrepreneurs that because, you know, there are some who have the nine to five, like myself, and there's some who don't. And, you know, there's the people that want to, you know, they're looking into launching their business or their brand or get into acting or dancing, whatever. Um, and they have that constant battle of, like, when should I, like, quit my 9 to 5? And I try to tell people all the time, well, I mean, it's kind of like, like, everybody's different. You know what I mean? It's a case-by-case kind of thing. Like, if you can survive without a traditional nine to five then yeah then do it but if you don't know how or you can't at the moment then then don't you know what i mean because some people i had one person Mm -hmm. not gonna say his name but he (laughs) wanted to like start working on music and Mm -hmm. it was like okay there to support you but when he was like i don't want to work anymore I don't want to work anymore because I want to focus on all my music. And I'm like, what? Well, you can't. Okay, well, how are you going to pay for studio time? I mean, no, I I, I, I see it on the other side. I don't know that person personally, but I think that you can have that mentality like, you know, wake up like, you know what? I want to do this no more. But then, like you said, it's how you going to pay for that studio time. So now you have to go into grind mode instantly. You just have to. You know, so you, he's not a grinder like that. Well, then, yeah, just, he's not know. doing music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it sucks because I knew that he was really passionate about it. But it's kind of like it's hmm. hard out here, though. It, yeah. It's hard out here. Okay, and the competition is real. <laughs> competition. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I only compete with myself. I'm in my own lane. You get what I'm saying? I, okay, I am so glad you said that because I don't know what is up with people feeling like, especially in the gay community, especially here in Atlanta, <laughs> where they just feel like everything is like a competition. A competition. You ever like talk to some? You ever have a conversation with somebody, just like a regular conversation, and they feel like they got to like one up what you just said? And you want to know something just just because this is you, Chauncey, and I know you. And I don't even talk like this, but I have worked with so many people, done so many things that I haven't even spoke on. Like, unimaginable. Like, you wouldn't even imagine. And that's not even through just my business. That was before I got in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel the need to walk around and say that because it's like, well, these people not going to... You know, they're not going to be walking around telling people they work with me, some of them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've noticed that. i noticed, like, most of the people, especially that I met when I moved here, mm-hmm. that don't go around. They don't, like, put a big-ass sign in their forehead. Or, I've done this. Or, I've done that. You know? Those are people who have actually done some shit. Yeah. You'd, you'd be surprised. It's so, so about, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Now... 
also with juggling all of that, let's just get into this reality show, right? So you are on on the way up, right? Way up on the way up Atlanta. How has that been since you joined the show? So um, it's definitely been a different type of experience, like, uh-huh. um, to say the least. <laughs> I'm a really, really private and reserved person, so when I first talked to Devonte. It was really, um, I think he probably wanted me to do production, and I was just meeting with him just to see, you know, what he had going on. And when he was telling me the concept, I was like, hmm. I was like, you know, maybe it's a thought, and. I guess, you know, the forces that be made it happen for me. Everything came together. Mm-hmm. I'm on season two now. It's on the way up. Okay, come on, season two. Yeah, it's different. Um, so, so pretty much so you, you like it. You've benefited from it so far? Oh, absolutely. I've, I've gained a lot of clients um, from it. I've gained a lot of um, supporters, people, you know, following my work. Now. That's definitely good for me. Just people, just being able to inspire people because that's really what I signed up to. That's the whole reason why I bought this show because I wanted people to look at me and just know that you can be anything in this world. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, that's great. I remember um, uh, we had that conversation. Was this not this around the pandemic? Maybe like a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was telling you that one, I don't remember which one it was when it had reached out to me, but. I, after what happened to one of my friends, I was like, ooh, because they, oh my God, they, they did them dirty. Um, but sometimes, but you have to go in with, you have to literally go in with a clear plan. And I'm not going to say I had a one up over anybody, but come on now, I'm a filmmaker. I produce, right. I produce this, this what so I want. You know. So I went in knowing kind of, and I think I'm a fan favorite. I hope people like me. <laughs> okay, okay. So now we're going a little deeper with that, and what is the other one? Chasing Atlanta and all those other. I produced Chasing Atlanta for season two, three. Really? Okay. So with all those shows, um, there's another one that I'm missing. Um, do you feel that it like paints a positive? Or a good image of the gay black community? Because I know that conversation comes up when it comes to those major shows like Love and Hip Hop, Real Housewives, and things like that. Do yeah. you see the same with these shows, or do you feel like it's a little bit different? Um, I honestly feel like um, nobody can really paint a picture you can when it comes to editing and producing. I know how that side of it works, but a lot of stuff that you see is, um, especially with the, the YouTube reality world, that stuff isn't really curated the way, um, you know, with TV, there's a lot of heavy editing and they, they move a lot of things. But this YouTube culture, I'm not, I'm gonna be real with you. They, they literally just, they put out what they have and you know, what we give them to put out. And it's, it's sad to say that, you know, in some cases we give them the, um, a not so good picture of what you know. I think anybody want how anybody would want to be portrayed, but mm-hmm. because we do it, people. I'm not gonna say we because I'm not yeah. part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but because they do it, I mean, come on, it provides entertainment ultimately. Because right. if they 
do it, we wouldn't have anything to watch. Right. And usually when that uh when that conversation comes up, I can see the uh exploitation air quotes exploitation part of it that people discuss, but I also explain to people, well, sometimes like yeah, some things can be blown up a little out of proportion. It, you know, you need it to be entertaining. But um, there's a lot of people out there that live crazy lives. If I had a camera following me 24-7, you'd probably be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel that. You know, and I, I can say on the flip side, too, I have a good friend who's still involved in the um, YouTube reality world. And... You know, when he first came in, I think a lot of people didn't really care for him. They weren't really feeling him. But um, he was himself. He, he had this big personality. And now he done went on to do even bigger things. So mm-hmm. it's like sometimes you have to kind of give that that uh, that persona because people only see him one side of us anyway. You have to yeah. give that one side that people might want to see a little bit more than who you really are. And you just got to model the message. Facts. Now, do you uh do you ever fear that you're like any negative actions on the show may bleed over into your personal brand? That's why I'm really, really um, particular. As my my great grandma would say, would say, <laughs> I'm very particular. So I I'm very conscious when I'm filming. Like, okay, especially with this. Okay, if if you watch the show and follow the show, it was an incident where. We had a group um, situation, and they were we were supposed to be resolving issues amongst the group, and mm-hmm. it went completely left. And you know, somebody completely like disrespected me on a whole another level, disrespected my brand, not me as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say a lot about me, but my brand, I work hard for. It. So, right. Um, in that moment, I had a choice. I said, you know, I could, I could, you know. Or I could take the, the high road. road, you know, and I took the high road in that situation. Thank God, because like you said, it could bleed over until people will see this and be like, okay, he's showing his ass on YouTube. You know, I don't think I want to work with that, or you know. Mm-hmm. And that is hard. Yeah. I don't, I, I was trying to hold back, but I don't know if you remember, like, maybe like around like mid-February when I was going through that um, situation with somebody I was trying to work with with my company and like I was talking about suing them I wanted to when I tell you I wanted to blast this man and his company so bad like sometimes you gotta just take the high road you know if I would if I would react to every situation then I probably wouldn't I wouldn't be seeing you having this conversation with you about what I got. Facts. Self, uh, self-control. That's another thing because, you know, there's some new entrepreneurs or, like, business owners who will snap at anything. I remember there was one girl. She uh, she went off, I guess, because somebody, um, they emailed her. I don't know if they didn't like a product or something like that, but they basically wanted their, their money back. And she literally took it to Instagram, posted the email, you know, and was just like, ah, I hate customers like that. And it's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. Because to be real, the customer's always right. You know, when we was growing up, we were all, we, I'm not going to say growing up, 
when we became adults, we always wanted to be like, we go to McDonald's or anywhere. We like our stuff. So. Right. It's just like, just fix whatever needs to be fixed. And then because why are you going to, you know, blast it? Because I just, I'm really curious to know. Mm-hmm. Is this a black business? Yes. Which is, which is what pissed me off even more. You know, you are. There's already um, black-owned businesses already get a stereotype. So yeah. it's like, let's not add to that. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> please, we don't need no more ever. Please, yeah. please don't Just add to that. Them, you know, them folks is right. Give them their money back. Make it right. You know? Exactly. Either give them their money back or send them a, a, a new product, which is this kind of like the same uh, situation that I dealt with this um, publicist mm-hmm. um, when I had you know requested my funds back because he didn't fulfill the duties that he was supposed to in the contract. Everybody, make sure you read your contract, because that's how they do that. Please read your contract. Please, because I'm telling you, it'd be, if you read them contract, it'd be some tricky wording in there, and you think you understand until it's really time for you to understand, and you go back, and you'd be like, what, what, what? (laughs) Well, I'm one, I can't say nothing, because I definitely... And that time you have to read my contract, you know, for real. You have to because, when, especially with film and doing videos and stuff for people, it's mm-hmm. really it's, so. I ain't gonna say nothing. Read my contract if you ever get one for me. Okay. <laughs> so, um, now going back to you know you all the things that you juggle just mm-hmm. in it all. How important is mental health to you? It is huge to me. That's something that I'm going hard for. And even, I think, this season, for On The Way Up, that was something I was battling with a lot. I dealt with a lot over the years. You know, as we all do. As people say, but um, people deal with things differently. And um, I got to a point where I think it's actually going to be in the episode tonight because On The Way Up comes on tonight. I opened up a little bit about what I was going through, especially as my in my... My first year as an entrepreneur was like um, one of the hardest years of my life. And it wasn't because I was trying to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's just because life really hit me at the same time as me launching my business and trying to, you know, bring a lot of stuff um, to life. But yeah, mental health is huge for me. I, I tell people all the time, like, my DMs are open. Uh, for real, I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. Because I know when I was going through a lot of stuff, I felt alone. I felt like I didn't have anybody to talk to, mm-hmm. even people around me. Um, so sometimes you need a stranger just to talk to. Because a lot of times, especially the people that know you, it's like, well, I, I honestly feel like when you become an entrepreneur and you launch your business, right. you are automatically looked at like you are a millionaire. You got a business now, so you're a millionaire. You got money. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, okay? <laughs> yeah, and they just, like, assume you work on one project or you, like, and people just assume, like, okay, you got money now. What are you right. stressed out about? And it's just, like, this stuff costs. Oh, yes. Like, sometimes my family look at me like, you know, me having, granted, it's a blessing to have my 
products in a store, but people now look at me like, oh my God, you are, you just, and it's just like, it's not all of that, okay? It's very hard. Being an entrepreneur is very expensive because, especially when it comes to you, it's very taxing on your mental health because now you have to focus on all of these mundane things, bills and, you know, all of that. While now you also have this big ass bill. So it's, I'd be telling people, I'd be like, it's tough. At the end of the day, if you being real, you don't have a guaranteed check because it's, you know, being an entrepreneur, you don't know where the next dollar is going to come from. If you being real, you have to, you have to create that opportunity to get your next dollar. So, and you don't know the next expense. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's a lot of times, it's the money that came out, but ain't no money came in, you know? <laughs> Literally, just, just, and I'm just being real. Like, I just, had an experience with that. I got, I was so hyped. I got my first check from mm. the store that my company is in. Shout out to Zoe Beauty Supply. Um, but literally, right get a check, I'm hyped. I'm celebrating. I'm like, oh, I just got my first check from the store. So I go in to put, um, you know, my next order in for, you know, my containers. And the company was like, oh, okay, well, now we're doing a minimum order. I was like, um, excuse me? <laughs> Come again? <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're doing a minimum order. So now you have to order XXX amount. And I'm like, okay, okay. So y'all think everybody is at that level. Okay. Obviously, right? <laughs> Money gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that can be, you, you never fucking know. Now, how do you... Um, balance your work and you know, like your personal time. Well, um, <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to find a balance, but one thing I will say, I just moved uh, two months ago, so now I have an office in my apartment, mm-hmm. like a two bedroom. So now I have a room dedicated to just my office. I'm still decorating and stuff, but. I found that that's kind of like my personal time. Through me trying to decorate and get my office together outside of just, you know, the world. I can shut off the world. I can go in that room. I can work on something. That's, right now, I think that's almost the only, like, personal alone time I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, like, I need my, like, personal time because I can't, yeah. like, because, you know, I, I, I just can't focus yeah. if there's other people around. I noticed that more recently, and it's it's not good, I know, but I will say that, like, on the weekends, like, I have a little less work. So, like, I find I find myself not even get out of bed like Saturday. It's not good at all. But no, I feel I feel the same. Um, I think for me, it's more of I don't want to be around people. Who's like, I'm big on energy, oh, super okay. big on energy. So, like, if I'm working on something big. I don't want to go out with X, Y, and Z because who knows what their energy is going to be like on that night. And then if it rub up on me, now I'm now my energy is bad. I don't need bad energy while I'm working on shit. I just don't. <laughs> I feel well, I'm blessed to be where I'm at so that I can, because if I don't have to leave the house, I won't. That's why I got this office here now. I can work in a whole other room because, you know, I got food. Nice. <laughs> I get my got food at the house. Right. <laughs> I got something to do. Mm-hmm. You ever just get like super burnt out? Like you were just like, I can't. 
again. Yes, and that's, that's when I do. That's when those the, the weekends. So like mm-hmm. the and Sunday. I'm not gonna lie. More recently, it's been like Saturday and Sunday. I will not get out the bed. And like I said, I, it's not good, but I know sometimes I do just need them. But I need to go back down for one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have like I'm not gonna lie. There are some days where it will be like multiple days where. Like now, I'm I'm really getting in a better habit. Now I have two planners. I have one for my business, one for my personal. And like I try to write to do list every day, even if I don't actually do it, just to get in a habit. Because like I, if I don't, I will. There will be too much in my head. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, okay, I want to write this script. Oh, I want to audition for this. Oh, I want to. Dude, launch this thing to my slab. Oh, I want to, and it's just like God. It didn't. It's all in my head, and I'm like, it makes me paralyzed because I don't know what to fucking. I don't know what to do first. Um. So I know for me, like, I get like when I get burnt out, like it's like days. We don't have to help each other, and I like the. I like how you said that you have you have two planners, and you, you know if you try to stay organized, you have your to do list. I know that I need to do that. I will have a to do list and want to do nothing. So I need to like really get on that and just be more organized. Like I want to map out my days to where it's like I know what I'm gonna do from the time I wake up to you know. And I know that's weird to say, but I feel like us as entrepreneurs, we do need that, especially starting off. We need a routine. Yeah, hell yeah, because, you know, sometimes I, I'd be thinking, I'd be like, damn, this shit is crazy, like, why the fuck do I need that? But then I think about my friends who are not entrepreneurs, and it's like, okay, well, all they gotta worry about is clocking in and out, and so where are they gonna go out tonight? Okay. <laughs> it's it's very different. So, yeah, like, I write, like, I write down a to-do list every day, even if I don't do it. I just do it, because I notice that... I'm starting to get accustomed to it gradually. I'll, you know, do a little bit this day. And then next week, I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little bit more done. You know? Right. So it's a it's, it's a slow process, but it definitely helps me from getting, like, super burnt out. Um, it's cool. Your boy be burnt out by the end of the week. I'll be yeah. like, I should be on somebody's beach every week. <laughs> right. People be like, oh, do you want to go? No, I don't want to go. I just can't. I just can't. I can't get out of bed. I can't do shit. I'm just sitting here, like literally, endlessly scrolling on my phone. That's another problem. My phone. I do too much of it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I gotta. I gotta cut my phone out. Sorry. <laughs> um. Now, being an entrepreneur and working in the entertainment industry is that, you know, both of those things is that something that you always wanted to do? Um. It was definitely something that I imagined as a child that I could, you know, be living it. I cannot, I still to this day cannot be, you know, believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, wow. You know, wow. Me, and a lot of people don't realize I'm from Atlanta. I've been here all my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like to go from that to just be doing some of the things I've done and working with some, like, some great people. It's just, it's still, I wake up every day and I just, I'm, I feel blessed, like, to that's the best way to put it. Like you surprise yourself. I surprised myself. Like I would not have. Ooh, I'm glad I am doing it now. Say that. Mm-hmm. Um. So how have you? Yo, know, you said you're from Atlanta. How mm-hmm. have you? Because I'll also be like interviewing an actress here in Atlanta. 
Okay. How do you feel? Like, how has you know the acting world been for you since living here? So, um, not gonna lie, I don't put myself out there enough, and I think it's maybe because I do have a lot going on. I do everything myself, so um, like I'll be offered different opportunities, and sometimes I don't jump on them the way that I should, mm-hmm. or I don't. I don't feel like. I'll be able to, I feel like, well, I'm not going to get that part, so I'm not going to even go after it. You know, you have that type of, so I battle with that, but um, I've also done some things that have been successful, so I think I it's definitely a lot of opportunity in LA. So as long as I take the opportunity, anybody, you come to Atlanta with a dream, as long as you go after it, you can achieve it. And, I think that's the best way to put how the industry has been. I mean, you know, um, I've had a lot of opportunities. So, and I like how you said, you know, like you've had a lot of opportunities, but mm-hmm. there are some things that you haven't gone after because you thought, oh well, you know, that's I don't even get that. I've honestly, I sometimes I do the same thing. Like I sit back. Like sometimes you have to, especially when you're a really talented person, you got to sit back and. Think to yourself like, damn. Okay, well, hold on. I'm actually really fucking talented. You know yeah. what I mean? And there are people out there, half your talent, maybe a quarter of it, that is doing what the fuck you want to do. Yeah, that's true. So like, you know, like I said, it's a constant battle. But um, I definitely, I'm also the type of person too. Um, I will never stop learning. I don't feel like there's enough knowledge in this world, you know, for anybody to obtain. So. Sometimes it's just me feeling like, you know, maybe this isn't my moment or maybe I'm not as, I know it sounds bad, but I'm not as trained as I feel like this person is, even though, like you just said, we might be on the same level. I might, you know, be a little bit, but who's to say? So I just feel like, I feel like us as humans, we, we all kind of battle that. We don't think we're good enough in some cases. I'm never too good, regardless of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I agree. There's always, but we can all always, like, learn. Um, but what, like, what made me realize, especially with, like, half the talent, you know, people out there with half your talent, is, like, you know, Instagram, but especially, like, on, um, Clubhouse. There was one person who was, you know, he was pretty big in Clubhouse, had a lot of followers, stuff like that, and he would hold these panel discussions, because that's pretty much what Clubhouse is. And one day, somebody that I followed was, because when you follow somebody, it tells them what room they're in or listening to. So mm-hmm. I hopped in at that time when I was on Clubhouse, and I was like, okay, well, you know, let me listen to you know what they're talking about. And meanwhile, this is a man who's, he is a black man who is leading this conversation. And it was really at the height of the whole Breonna Taylor, George Floyd situation. And a girl you know, came up and she asked him, she was like, okay, well, you know, when it, are you for, when it comes to the police, are you for abolition or reform? And this man, this man, a lot of followers, he's leading this conversation. This man literally comes on his mic and he says, I don't get what you mean. And she said, like are you for abolition or reform pretty much he didn't know the definition of abolition or reform 
but he is leading. Huh? Yeah, I said y'all were having a conversation. We're having a conversation, and there's a lot of people in the room that's listening to him. And I'm like, damn, this man probably has so many people that follow him and listen to him, and he don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. That's a big thing, and I'm glad that you brought that up because that's a huge thing, people having a platform and not knowing what to do with it. Sometimes a platform, you know, people come into it and they have this dream, and sometimes the, the platform becomes bigger than them or what they could have imagined. And sometimes you have to, um, I forgot what I was watching, I think earlier this morning, but they were talking about um, <laughs> something similar to this same situation. You have to so you have to know what you're talking about. You have to know what you're doing when you. Oh my gosh! Because like image, <laughs> it like image is literally like everything. And like yeah. some people talk about, oh, this person is you know doing whatever for clout, and it's like, well, you in, in today's age, in social media age, you have to do it for clout. You know what I mean? You have to pre- how you want to be seen. That is how you have to present yourself, but that's also dangerous. Ah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> say what you gotta say. Uh, so, I don't think that you have to do anything for clout because one thing about me per se, now I don't have a million followers on Instagram, and I I can't speak for somebody that's doing stuff for millions of followers. But I think it's a lot of people out here that slept on, and it's a lot of people that it's a lot of people that didn't chase clout that are in a in an amazing position. I'd rather be in the background with my money and my sketches on then mm-hmm. to be in the forefront putting on like I'm living this grand life and then not because that <laughs> and that's and that's the dangerous part because you there are a lot of people who get fucked over like how I almost got fucked over because when the publicist came to me he put on this grand image like oh, okay I work with even though I knew that he just started his business Mm-hmm. But, you know, he tried to talk it up like, oh, you know, I work with this company and da 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 which I'm like, okay, you know, when you start a thing, that's what you're supposed to do. But, you know, luckily I, you know, I read people very well. So I caught on very early that it's all a lie. The designer that you wear is fake. You don't know the first thing about being a publicist. That's another issue. There's a lot of people who wanted to just come up with any business that they could just scramble and put together with their uh um their Donald Trump money and 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 just launch a business not even knowing shit about what field or market that they just signed themselves up for. Big thing, cause you know that's I'm 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 glad that I'm able to say that I didn't go to school for film or anything related Scam. to what I do now. Scam. You know I'm glad to say that because, but also too by me not going to school, I knew like okay, you have to know and you have to. I taught myself everything that I know, and you can put me in a room with any filmmaker, and I promise you, I fit in. Right myself everything like you have to know what you're going into the business of you can't be out here taking folks money and and you know telling people that you do stuff that you're not doing and and you you can't be out here not knowing what you're talking about and it's like this it, that stuff is important to me and it's like, a lot of that you know and it's, it's like important to me like mm-hmm. oh, you can't 
that's why it's a lot of people can't you can't sit at my table. You can't even be in my because we we just I'm not like that over here. Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about what I do, and I want people around me that's passionate, not just looking for something to do. Facts, facts. So, um, you know, the main focus like of the show of the podcast, how to struggle as an entrepreneur, is to highlight because you know when we hear either podcasts, TED Talks, whatever, about entrepreneurs, it's usually entrepreneurs who are like there, they made it, you know, their business at $100,000, a million dollars, whatever, and, you know, we don't really get to hear their struggle. They may say, oh, you know, when I was 19, I used to sleep in my car, and now I own 18,000 restaurants, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hold on, wait. How at what point did you get out of your car? <laughs> yeah, because being an entrepreneur is it's up and down. Like I said, that first year I was dealing with a lot of personal stuff where I was, you know, I think I talked about it on the show. I was homeless. Mm -hmm. um, it was it's crazy because I don't think I ever told anybody this story. This is the first time I'm telling this like okay. it exclusive. I um it was January the second. I know I mentioned earlier that I got my LLC that day. So mm -hmm. the real story behind that was um, January the second. I got to my apartment. And I had already knew that I was getting this bitch, you know, because of the situation I had been in. But I got to my apartment and checked the mail, and then went to the apartment. And I already knew that you know anything that they was going, it was going to be a bad deal. So I was just coming to check the apartment. You know, just see, hey, you know, right. and I locked it up yet. Start. <laughs> and so I saw that they had um they had set like I had a couple of items I had just left in there because I wasn't gonna take it with me. They had set that stuff outside and I said, Okay, cool, you know, that chapter in my life is closed, but then I opened up the mail and that was the paperwork for my LSD. And so I took that as this is a whole new chapter, a new beginning. And so after that, um I did struggle. I was bringing in um, I was bringing in um, the same amount of money that I was making when I was working, so that was enough to definitely, like, you know, take care of myself. But um, I was sleeping out of my car, and I was on a reality show at the same time, and I was working with all of these different people, and nobody knew. Nobody knew what I was really going through. Nobody knew that when I left from filming or when I left from this meeting, I didn't know where I was going to lay my head, you know? Mm -hmm. So just to go through that and then um, just to be in a place now where I don't have to work a job, I don't have to work a nine-to-five, I'm able to have clients, people that's trusting me to bring their vision to life, and that's through me doing, you know, running my production company with film, and that's me doing videography and graphics and even people buying hats for me and T-shirts now. So, because you mark yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I, but you you made a good point. We don't see that journey, even when it. I really, I'm really curious to know a lot more Tyler Perry story. You know, that's somebody that I look up to in the film industry. I really mm -hmm. want to know a lot more about his story. We know that you were homeless. We know, you know, people weren't coming to your shows. But I really want to know if I could sit down with him. I would ask those questions like, "What were you really dealing with, and what effect did it have on your mental state?" Mm -hmm. Because there, it's like you almost kind of have to be like a superhuman. You also have like your ups and your downs where you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna go hard on this," and then you have your times where you're like, "I I can't, I literally can't do anything." You have times where you're like, oh, "Okay, I'm gonna 
all out on this appointment or this whatever. And then you have times where you're like, I don't even know how I'm going to pay my fucking car note. It's very up and down, you know what I mean? So it's like when you're an entrepreneur, you're almost uh, uh, like a, a superhero. You know what I mean? That's why I like to talk to people and really get in their head at, you know, about certain, you know, things and obstacles. Because I remember when it comes to, because I also write, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's like very hard for me to even sit down to write a script. But yeah, I could, that screenplay that I wrote before fucking COVID happened, I wrote that in the time frame of like a couple of days. I wrote a whole screenplay in a couple of days. I think that's all of us because it's like now, this um this show that I just recently asked you to be a part of, mm-hmm. I shot the first episode back in September. And when I tell you I have dragged, I've done a lot of stuff since then, but I've dragged it, just putting it together. And it's like now that time is kind of boiling down. It's like, uh, but when you, you know, see the finished product, you're like, it keeps, that's the fire that starts in your belly. And you're I like, okay, I can do this. But I don't always have it in me. Like what you was just saying, you know, you wrote, you can write a screenplay. It's proven that you can do it. You know, I could, I could sit down and do a video in 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, a real adult video, a 30, simple video, 30 minutes. But I don't always have it. I have creators block, like, you know, writers block. I have creators block, like, I just will. <laughs> so what is it, what is something that you are struggling with in your journey as an entrepreneur or, you know, with your business um, right now? I think the biggest thing that I'm struggling with would have to be I honestly feel like the support. I have a lot of people that support me, but I feel like um, that everybody wants to. I, I want. I want everything that I do to be supported equally in a sense. You know, I know not everything is the same, but I want to. I'm. I'm doing everything that I do. I'm not doing for myself. I'm doing to to change the world. I'm doing this to share it with the world. I want the world to see this. So now the world, y'all just got to help me help y'all. <laughs> and you really want the people that's in your corner to really appreciate that. Like I had a, um, if she's probably going to hear this. She's probably going to get mad at me. But I had a friend and we had kind of got into, we're great now. She's very supportive. But we had gotten kind of like a little situation when it came to the topic of support. And in the midst of that, she, you know, with me going off, she said, well, I don't want to feel like, you know, as your friend, I have to be supportive of everything that you do. And I had to break it down to her and explain to her, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, I need that. Like when it comes to my business and stuff like that, it's not, I don't even... It's not even about buying from me. It's about being there to listen to me when I need to vent. It's about saying congratulations. Keep going. I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? I don't want your money. I, you, my friends and my family, y'all are not going to help me get my business in fucking Sephora. The strangers that I don't know in fucking Texas and Louisiana, that they're going to help me get my business in Sephora. So I don't need your money. I don't need you for that. I just need you to be there for emotional support. That's how I had to like break it down to her because that's something that I struggle with a lot. The support. 
that's the same, that's the best way to put it. This is the best way to break it down. And I'm not looking for every, you know, the people especially close to me. I'm not looking for them to support every no, 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 I take that back. I am looking for them to support me in everything that I do because support comes in all different ways. Like you kind of just, you know, touched on. So yeah. then you have to watch everything that I do when it comes out exactly. But but please, you know, and if, if you don't want to watch it, send it to somebody that it might touch. Post it. It's posting is free. It's free. <laughs> you post what happened on uh Daddy's ATL. Like, <laughs> you gonna go? You gonna go watch Love and Hip Hop? You know, you gonna watch a whole marathon. People can sit and watch a whole all day marathon of a lot of these shows. You know, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm guilty of. You know, mm-hmm. I love Housewives of Atlanta. But sit down and watch. I'm on on the way up Atlanta. Sit down and watch on the way up Atlanta. Take some time out to watch that. You know, and it's good. Con- and I w- I will say this. I will honestly say this. It is like the YouTube reality show world, the YouTube TV shows, the YouTube short films. The shit is good. Why? Yes, and that's more of what I want to see on TV, more of what I want to see on Netflix, you know? I feel like they're doing a better job of it now than slowly, but that's what I want to see a lot more of. Because I like, you know, On The Way Up, and especially On The Way Up in, like, Chasing Reality. There was another one, um, like, kind of like years ago that I used to watch as well. But the one thing that I liked about it it's mm-hmm. like it's real everyday people. You know what right. I mean? It's real yeah. everyday people. people and like- you know, sometimes, you know, the things that they are arguing about are like you know, it's it's real shit. You know, they're not arguing about like, oh my god, you buy me a Birkin bag. For the stuff be petty. You know, I'm you know, it's people on this on this show that wanna argue with me about um Forty dollars, and you know, so it's just it's. But at so, least it's, but at least it's like real world petty. I can relate to somebody, you know, going back and forth about forty dollars. But when people are going back and forth about a hundred thousand dollars, I can't relate. <laughs> I can't fucking relate when they arguing about the stuff that they argue about on Real Housewives. I'll be like, oh, okay, I can't relate. <laughs> I guess y'all can have this one. I guess. <laughs> okay, so what's next for Mr. Mark for the Q? What can we expect from you? So what's next for me? Um, well, I guess it's out there, kind of sorta, because I'm putting the promo out later today. Um, I have a new series that I'm dropping called the Misadaki series that I produced. That I was a part of. Bless. <laughs> And was a part of, and I'm forever grateful for that. Um, this actually wasn't supposed to happen, just real quick. I know. But um, I, I shot this in September, and I came back to it because like, I really wanted to tell some powerful stories because I feel like everybody goes through stuff, but it's about how you come out in the end. I just wanted to, I want people to watch this and just know if you can relate, if you're going through something similar. You gonna make it out because these people. Do. Do you yeah, know yeah. I'm... People gonna hear my story. They gonna be like, "What? There are people in my family that don't yeah. even know that story." It'd be like that. I mean, and I thought about sitting in the chair. I was. Oh, that would have been good. Oh, well, you know, the last episode. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm ne- never say never, but I will say that this is the pilot season. So what you're seeing is just me testing because. Yeah, I, I got something big coming at the end of the year. Ooh, so. okay, I like that. Okay, okay. So, where can people? Uh, where can people follow you? Where can they find you? 
You can find Mark with the Q anywhere. Official Mark, and that's spelled with the Q. Official M A R Q. That's on Instagram. That's Twitter. That's Snapchat. That's Facebook. That's YouTube. YouTube.com slash official Mark. And my website is officialmark.com. Remember, all of this is spelled with a Q. Please a don't. Q. <laughs> not a K, not a not C. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you decided to come onto my new podcast. I know we were supposed to actually do an episode when I had my other podcast. There, there was a lot of shit going on with that podcast. Exactly. I had to. We out everything that we planned to do. We our life with everything happened for a reason. So that's why I'm here, and I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, you throw a bunch of things at the wall until something sticks. This <laughs> stuff. So, but no, I really do appreciate you, and I can't wait for us to work some more, like in the future. Because, yeah. like I said, my real. I told you, yeah, we gotta work on your real, and I told you I got something for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So my short film. You you just gotta. I don't know how much in tune with my YouTube channel, but check out my stuff. I see. Oh, I've I've watched. I think I've watched. I think I watched everything, yeah. except um, I know you um, produced that re- uh, All About Mike. I haven't seen that fully yet, but I have watched everything else, the short films and stuff like that. <laughs> but I have seen everything else. Um, but is there any other like tips that you can give to uh, the fellow listeners? Yes. Uh, last thing I will say, because I think that's going to be my thing to close out with. First... All my entrepreneurs, we're going we gonna to stick this thing out together. We're going to make it through. We're going to make sure that we are successful in the most successful way yes. that we can be successful. That's number one. And number two, because I really want to bring this back up because it's big to me, mental health. Anybody that's going through anything, you just need to listen to here. Like, I told y'all how to find me at Christian Mark. I'm so serious. I'm big on here. I'm here. Mm, yeah, no, I agree because you you gotta take care of your mental health before you try to do anything. You can't be trying to tackle one of these major things and your mental health ain't right. Everybody can attest to that. So Sad. for real, we in this together. You know, I'm a team player, and we got this. <laughs> and it's a struggle, but we gonna make it through. For real. But thank you again. And if you guys are listening, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Chauncey and McQueen. C H A U N C E Y A M C Q U E E N. Crazy thing about it, I have to look. I have to look at that. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I'm sitting here like saying the letters in my head after you like But all right, guys. Until next episode. Peace. Peace.